Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. It's still just as long as it always has been, folks. We have done nothing over this long break <laughs> to make that any shorter for you. Welcome to the sale ring. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, the the good news is we, uh, we're back. Yeah. Back Another brand new podcast show. Yes, sir. This episode will be, what, what will this be? I don't um, uh, I what look number? At the post here. It's going to be number seventy nine. Whoop whoop. <laughs> whoop whoop. <laughs> you All think right. we can get to eighty by the end of the year? We would. Yes. Meaning, like, can we do another episode next week before yeah. the or year? Or this afternoon? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we were talking about old shoes. Yes, and, we were. <laughs> uh, that sparked my interest because. Uh, we found online where Steve Jobs had an old, uh, worn-out pair of Birkenstocks uh, sandals. Yes. They sold at auction for $218,000 on so, November 15th. That, okay. Yeah. Re- read the rest of that first before I comment. Steve Jobs wore the Birkenstocks during the early days of Apple in the 1970s and 80s, it's a record price for a pair of sandals. Okay. So anybody that's listening and you don't know, Birkenstocks are those leather two-strap like cork bed sandals, right? Steve Jobs wore these in the eight, 70s and 80s, and he passed away. So apparently his state is going through his house, finding whatever they can to sell uh, and do whatever with the money with. But... Uh, they found this old pair of 1970s slash 80s Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks again—they're leather sandals. You don't wear socks with them, so you can. Your sweaty, nasty feet have been in those for 10 years, 40 years ago, or 50 years ago, and now they're selling on eBay or wherever. These are the days, Sean. I guess we're living in the future. <laughs> for clarification, you can wear socks with them. Y- yeah. It just yes, you could. It just and he probably did. Let's be honest, he probably did. Steve Jobs, he probably wore socks with those. Makes you stand out. It's not any better though. That's still just disgusting. The whole thought exercise there is just gross. The brown suede Birkenstock, Arizonians, Arizonas. Yeah, that's an, it's like yeah, yeah. He wore those in the seventies and eighties during many pivotal moments in Apple's history. Okay. All right. Julian's auction strikes again. They uh, they do a good job. You know, yeah. they're, they're great promotion um, only at auction. Could yeah. you imagine if you just put those up for sale and said, hey, we want $218,000 for this no. old wore out pair of sandals? Um, From Steve Jobs' attic or basement or some box somewhere in his old house. Yep. That's just gross. That's, that's so nasty. You uh, you have to put people into a competitive bid situation. Yeah, and uh, 
and it's a, it's a race. Crazy. Trying to tie things back in with shoes. Yeah, I see. I hear. Yeah. He wasn't doing no racing in those, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would finish last. Yes. Gross. <clears throat> the photo that goes with them is just equally as nasty. They <laughs> don't, those yeah. Gross. They look well used. Why would somebody buy old shoes? So, Cause they, Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs did well, yeah. Oh. But I'm wondering, I mean, is there going to be, you know, they're going to be scraping on those things to get some old DNA off of them. And, and then do what with that? Like know. clone them or something? Like there's, that's there's, not, there's some kooks out there. Maybe there's they some kooks out there. put it on their breakfast cereal and that, eat it and they think it makes stop. their brain work better. No? No. Nope. We can't go there. Sprinkling on an apple? No. Mm-mm. See the irony? I Yeah. I, on an apple. <laughs> it did give me a second. Sorry. I, it took me a second to hear that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, their present odor is unknown. Ju- Julian's oxen. <laughs> that is hilarious. So... Steve Jobs sandals sold for $218,750 at auction. Their present odor is unknown. That's awesome. Yes. It, down further, it says the sandals were previously sold for a mere $2,000 at auction in 2016. So before he died. Right? Yeah, right a couple paragraphs up, right, right above that photo in the middle. That is crazy. So before he died, they were worth $2,000. Now they're worth $218,000. All right. It's inflation for you folks. Infl- <laughs> inflation. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the fact that he's passed away, I mean, things just. That's 100% why, yes. Well, I used to hear that in the farm communities all the time. If you want your, your land or your equipment to be worth more money, the, the thing you got to do is die. Yeah. Once you pass away, everything. Everything and, costs yeah, more, yeah. It appreciates. It's more and it's, I guess. <clears throat> People genuinely believe you're through with it at that point. Well, I would hope so. Poor Steve. He's up in heaven without his Burks. <laughs> well, you don't know what somebody intends to do with those after they purchase <laughs> I them. Once I know what somebody intends to do with so them. They may they may send those up. <laughs> they may figure out how to transport them. I did see where um uh, what is her name? The lady that played Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek. It's down here in the stories. Um, here it is. Uh, Nichelle Nichols. Okay. So she played on the original series of Star Trek. Uh, part of her remains are going into deep space later this year. She, They're going to release her into space so she can continue to explore, um, you know, galaxies far, far away. I mean, continue to explore. Well, that was the whole premise of the I show. I mean, I get what Star to Trek is go about, where no man but has gone do before. you really think like she's been there before ever and not on the sound studio somewhere? Yeah, well, no, not if you're a true believer. <laughs> okay. That stuff was real. <laughs> Have you heard, Sean, that people are now, um, when you die, you can, you can donate your body. and You don't donate it. You can elect that your body is put into a seed pod and a tree can be grown from you. Is that the weirdest thing? I actually think that's pretty cool. It is cool that a but living the diagrams organism of it are, off, are really will, weird. Will will grow, you know, out of your the remains of yeah. somebody, and and it's a it's like a living organism. They're yeah. gonna grow a plant or a tree, yeah. and yeah, 
think it'd be funny if it was uh, like giant sunflower grew <laughs> and your face actually grew. <laughs> hello. It. It was like, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, oh man. That wouldn't be that funny. The air is thin in here today. It is. It really is. Yes. Let's talk about this. <laughs> okay. So this is great. Spam. Mm-hmm. Um, don't knock it till you fried it. I like spam, fried spam, actually. Okay. I'm a weirdo. It's right. okay. No, there's, there's a few of you out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I may be a weirdo also because I, I have had a spam sandwich yeah. and uh, it was not bad. No, it tastes a little like bologna or a hot dog or something along that lines. When I was a young kid, my dad, my parents would eat spam, so naturally we ate spam. Yeah, yep. And, uh, yeah, I developed... Uh, a taste for it. And the great thing about it is when you get a can of Spam, it comes with its own dessert right there on the top. You know, you just scrape that jelly <laughs> off. And, That's yeah. so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's self-basting. Who used to work here, Sean, that we used to make fun of Vienna sausages with mustard as lunch? I have no idea. You know exactly who I'm talking about, but we're not actually going to say their name on the air. All right. <laughs> if they hear sausages. this, they'll know exactly who they are as well. well chances are they won't hear it. Oh, you're probably right. Talk to him <laughs> about this special edition. Though. I Here, I'm going to bring this up, and uh, why don't you, why don't you read a little bit about what's coming for this holiday season? As the Thanksgiving <clears throat> and Christmas season returns to something like normalcy, perhaps it's time for new traditions. The mad scientists at Luncheon Meat Packager Hormel have one idea: spam figgy pudding. Spam figgy pudding, folks. That's what Sean wants to talk about today. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think it's cool that, uh, <laughs> of course you do that they're that you're trying to do something different. The new seasonal spam includes additional fig and orange flavors, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. So it's, I don't know. That sounds kind of like, like fruit cake material to me. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what figgy pudding is. Uh, I think it's like an English thing, honestly. It's like the gelatinized, like flan kind of texture. If that may, Do you know what flan is? Uh, I know what spam is, and well, I think those two like, have a very similar texture, kind of that. Mm, flan's really like a French dish, but it's like a, it's like a yeah, I've had jello, flan. I, I jello-y kind of texture. <laughs> Gross. Just talking about it. It's like a custard. Yes, there we go. Custard. Yeah, somebody, where did they? Um, the company explains its reasoning. Thus, the makers of Spam brand wanted to create a limited edition seasonal variety that captures the magic, <laughs> warm flavors, and nostalgia we all crave during the holiday season. And with Spam figgy pudding, the brand did it all in one can. Now I wonder if that figgy pudding is going to also have the uh, going to have the gelatin on the top of it. Uh, I I doubt it. If so, it better be like orange flavored gelatin. You know what I mean? Like some other flavor. I don't know. That's just gross. The only review on Amazon claims the product is definitely different, <laughs> but real tasty. But real tasty. The Washington Post reviewer begged to differ. Describing an intense faux orange flavor that brought to mind those horrific dyed and colored candy fruits that somehow made their way onto objectable holiday sweets, 
backed by a discordant, discordant yeah. course of baking spices. So, um, though a reviewer on Amazon said, it's real tasty, <laughs> the Washington Post said, no. No, no, you're wrong. You are incorrect. <laughs> they said, where's your little buzzer over there? <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. Said, <laughs> <laughs> let me Let me tell you what they said. They said, uh, yep, you are incorrect. (laughs) Okay. If you do get your hands on Spam's figgy pudding, it can be fried, baked, or grilled, though it's already fully cooked and ready to eat straight out of the can. Gross. I I beg you to check that out. If you're listening to this podcast show, type in Spam figgy pudding and, uh, it's got a, a beautiful picture of the can here all over the internet. I mean, it reminds me of those like jello salads from the 70s. I wasn't even alive in the 70s, and that's what that reminds me of. It's like olives and oranges floating in jello mold. It's just nasty looking. You remember on uh, uh, Christmas vacation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she brought the. Yes, Jello <laughs> mold and it had Aunt Betty pieces or of cat food in <laughs> yes. it. It had the little. Yes. Whatever you meow mix yes. in it or whatever. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I love that, that was, movie, by the way. That was great. This one caught our attention. It's um <laughs> it's <laughs> an article that says the National Park Service wants humans to stop licking this toad. Okay. All right, done. That's you don't have to tell me twice not to lick a frog. There's a lot of gross news today out there, folks. Don't don't look around too hard. Uh, what do we got here? Go into almost any park. There's often reminders to refrain from going near or petting or feeding wildlife. Not licking strange animals was simply a given until now. So they didn't actually have a sign out there saying, please don't lick the wildlife, but uh, it looks like they're going to have to start. Yes. Um, there are toads in the Sonoran Desert... Um, also known as the Colorado River Toad. It's about seven inches in size. It carries a weak, low-pitch ribbit sound. And uh, the creature is far from harmless. Sonoran Desert Toad's secret potent toxin. Secrete. Oh, secrete. Thank you. Secrete a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth according to the National Park Service. But, of course, somebody's had to try this in the past, so they're just like, how sick? Because I just, <laughs> just want to lick a toad today. Despite the risk, some people have discovered that the toad's toxic secretions contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I've heard of DMT before, so... Some some scientists out there like studied those secretions or whatever. It's like, oh, this is the same thing as acid or DMT or you know, like all these party drugs that are out there. And oh, by the way, don't lick the toads. Like <laughs> that's what they have on them. Don't lick them. And somehow that got out in the public. And there's people out there licking toads now. That's crazy. The species is even considered threatened at least in New Mexico, due to collectors that want to use the animal for drug use, <laughs> according to the State Department Game and Fish Department. Um, <clears throat> wow. That is wild. That's very wild. 
So have you, uh, uh, look at that toad just staring at yeah, the camera. Yeah, it's a very weird looking picture of a it toad. Kind of looks like an alien. It kind of does. I kind of want him to have like a top hat and a cane and start <laughs> dancing <laughs> off the screen. Hello, my baby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. That's funny. And he goes off the edge of the screen. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, yes. <laughs> Today wow. of all days, we're not actually recording this with video, so you can see Sean's dance. That would, uh, the dance is the best part. It is, yeah. Have you seen, Sean, there's a movie coming out. It is called Cocaine Bear. Have you seen that? Have you seen the... I have not. <laughs> Basically, somebody is drug running and they like airdrop cocaine in the middle of a national park and a bear gets a hold of it. And this is based on a true story. I put that in quotes. You guys couldn't see that, but it really happened. Like a bear actually did get a hold of cocaine in like the eighties or something. And then went on a wild rampage. This movie obviously takes that premise and like bumps it up to, you know, 5,000% and has the bear literally coming and attacking people. If you guys have time and you want a good laugh, go look up that trailer. It's pretty great. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, Cocaine Bear. Coming to a theater near you. you. It's not it's not a joke. It's a real movie. Crazy. Crazy what we come up with nowadays. Licking toes and cocaine bears. Speaking of crazy, let's hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a minute. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com. The way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio. We got our good friend Mitch Hellman on the line with yeah. Auction Time out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, Sand Hills Publishing, the, the company, but Mitch works specifically with an online equipment group that's a global equipment company called Auction Time. And Mitch, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Good to hear from you. I'm doing good. Busy time of the year. Yeah, that yeah. is true, my friend. That is true. Very busy. Um, 
What about equipment sales right now? Those things are just off the freaking charts. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been an you know, well, you know, seasonality with just with especially in the in the ag community, December is is a huge huge time just in general historically with you know buying and selling equipment. You know, we we see massive amounts of equipment you know get get traded hands on the used market. You know, this time of the year, and you know, this year's been you know no exception. It's been for for us on our auction front, we've had you know record numbers rolling through, um, you know from from farmers, you know because dealer inventory is you know still at record lows and um, it's very farmer auctioneer driven. So it's been it's it's been an interesting December so far. What do you what do you think stimulating that mostly? You know, it, it's you know I think a lot of it. You know, obviously, you know dealers are still you know trying to get orders. You know, they're you know production. You know the the disruption is still out there. They're not getting new equipment. You know, and um, you know farmers. You know they're they're still needing equipment. And, and you know with with low inventory levels on dealers' market, you know prices are extremely high. And so there's no better time to to sell equipment if you have something to sell. Um, you know you're still seeing you know farmers. You know there's farmer closeouts, and um, you know a lot of that big equipment's bringing you know just retail plus numbers right now. And, um, you know, they're the, you know, the dealers are not you know, necessarily auction off equipment. It's all coming from the farmers and, uh, it's, it's, it's coming in big quantities. Nice. So obviously there's a big push towards the end of the year. Do you think there's a lot of capital that's they're, they're, they're they've made a little money this last year. They're trying to get that spent, uh, or, or put back into equipment before the end of the year. And do you think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, maybe uh, just taxes and trying to get some of that money off the books. Yeah. You know, December is all about taxes and, and getting stuff off the books. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's always a hot topic, you know, and what, what really drives a lot of this, you know, equipment being moved. Um, you know, and I think you're spot on right there. Um, you know, we're actually, we've seen quite a bit of big equipment, a lot of, a lot of bigger horsepower tractors, combines, uh, a lot of combines, um, you know, out on the auction front here at year end. And so, uh, it's been, um, it's been, it, you know, just, it's just been a lot of the bigger stuff, but, you know, in talking with reps and stuff, you know, our, my reps, I oversee that work all the auctioneers they're they're seeing, they're hearing, you know, big, big packages, a lot of equipment even rolling into next year. So, you know, I don't anticipate this slowing down. I think there's going to be a lot of equipment moved, you know, not obviously here in the next couple of weeks, but it's going to carry on into, um, into the first part and definitely into the first quarter of, of 23 as well. Well, you would think as we enter the holiday seasons, Christmas going to be a little bit of a distractor for most people. Um, you know, they just friends, family kind of spending time together. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that's going to slow it down a little bit, at least during that one week period. Yeah, you'd think so, you know, but, um, you know, it's it, the last sale between Christmas and New Year's is always one of our on auction time is one of our biggest sales. And it's one of our biggest, what we've called like bidder ratio sales too, where you the number of bidders uh, based on the number of items that are selling is is always extremely high. And you know, it's the the holidays anymore doesn't necessarily take away from uh, people buying because most of the traffic is, you know, comes from a mobile device anymore. So people yeah. have are they're more sitting around. You know, they they got time to kill. They're not working. You know, so that what are they doing? They're on their phone. They're on tractor house. They're on auction time. They're they're looking at the stuff they want and they're, they have more time to sit there and buy and make decisions that way. So, you know, we actually see those holiday times to be right before Thanksgiving, 
you know, during Thanksgiving, you know, traffic actually picks up, you know, where you, you would think it'd be the opposite, but you know, it's not the case with, you know, people shopping on their, on their phones anymore. That's where the, that's where they, that's where the activity's coming from. That's very interesting. That's the inverse of what most people would anticipate. And in, in a lot of businesses out there, obviously, because Christmas gets really busy and people get distracted on other things, the businesses tend to decline other than, you know, maybe retail sales, you know, shopping yeah, and, yeah. and things Obviously, like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Let me ask you this. What's the over-the-road truck market? What's the truck market doing right now with fuel prices uh, being as high as they are? Because I'm, I'm driving a diesel truck, and I'm, I'm filling that thing up between four and five bucks a gallon for diesel right now, and it's killing me. So yeah. I can't yeah, imagine you know, what those 18-wheelers are putting into the tank out there every day. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's by far and away, you know, the, the industry that is, that is getting, you know, most negatively affected right now is the transportation side, just on the over the road side, you know, most of these trucks, you know, and, and, and it all goes back to the supply chain issue that we ran, you know, there was no new trucks, you know, yeah. the backlog and everything. And, and these trucks, you know, that typically would come off a lease, you know, at 500,000 miles, 600,000 miles, you know, are coming out, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred to a million miles, you know, and they're overused. They need some service work done. You know, there's still major supply chain disruption, you know, with parts and being able to get that stuff fixed up. And, and that's directly impacting, um, you know, those units and the values out there. And so you're seeing those, you know, those higher mileage trucks, you know, they're what they were, what they were used to be bringing, you know, they're bringing half, if not less than that, than what they were, you know, six months ago. And so that market is, is is really getting shook up right now, you know, just because there's such a huge quantity of trucks coming back with higher mileage. So inventory levels are climbing and, you know, as, as inventory levels climb, values, you know, directly react and, and fall. Yeah. But, you know, I would say if you do have low mileage trucks out there, um, you know, they're, they're, you can't find them out there. So they're, they're, those units are very sought after and they're, bringing, they're still bringing a premium. Like, give me some examples of that when, when you talk about that. Give me give me a couple of examples of some that are still pretty hot. You know, like a very common one out there would be like a Freightliner Cascadia 126. You know, if you went out on truck paper right now, you'd see a couple thousand of them out there for sale. It's a very common unit um, that transportation companies, you know, carry. And <clears throat> you'll see, you know, if you just search a 2018, 2019 you know, and play with the miles, you'll see very drastic different price points based on those mileage. If you have a low mileage truck, you know, it's still worth, you know, which I'm saying low mile, you know, for 350 to 500, 550,000 miles, you know, you're, you're, you know, 75 to 95 or six digits, you know, but you drop into that, you know, 700,000 or you're higher, you're, you're cutting that in half, you know, really quick. So, um, you know, it, it just, it's, it's, it's very mileage driven. Right now, just because the supply or the uptick in the in the used inventory market right now is is driven by the high, higher mileage trucks that are that are getting returned. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, does that also carry over into the trailers? So, if trucks are taking a hit, is it is it a an, a good assumption that the trailers and the uh, the over the road, you know, like big box trailers, flatbed yeah. trailers, are they taking a hit also? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know they're 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 doing the exact same thing because you know in in the pandemic and stuff, so many of those trailers were 
you know, you know, obviously they needed to be on the road, but they're also used for storage. Um, and so, you know, as, you know, as, as just people's buying habits and everything is just kind of, you know, slowed back down and people tightened up spending a little bit, you know, that had a direct impact on what's on the road and, you know, what, you know, what those needed to, you know, just prices in general. But, you know, in reality, they, you know, a lot of that stuff, it needed to come down because it was so overly inflated, especially the trailer market. It was, it was insane. You know, a used trailer out there, you know, typically is any, doesn't matter what year it is. It's an eight to $10,000 trailer, you know, and when the, during the pandemic, those things jumped to 30 to 50,000, which wow. was never, you know, yeah. never even came close to that. So, cause of the demand. So it's coming back to even keel right now. Yeah, you know, it's starting to fall. You know, we're still in pretty much any industry. We're still above like historic, you know, averages, you know, and it, 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 yeah, it definitely is coming back. You know, will it come back to where it was? You know, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, inflation has some, it's, it's going, you know, prices, everything went up, everything has risen. So it's, we're going to, we're going to see some elevated prices. It's going to be the new historic average but yeah we are coming back to more of a more of reality specifically in the transportation side right now so how much is the rising interest rates and and just the availability of money of of cash out there to buy this equipment how much is that going to affect the business in 2023 uh interest rates have started raising uh it's going to cost more to buy that dozer to buy that excavator that truck um is that what what effect do you think that's going to have on the equipment sales market? You know, I think it, obviously it's going to have some effect, but I think there's also still a pent up demand yeah. out there because there hasn't been deliveries. You know, there there hasn't been the new equipment that that guys need, and so you know they're they're going to need that because all you know their fleet, their current fleet's been aging longer than you know than they normally had it, and so you know, there's going to need to be a, you know, some of this needs to be cycled out. So, you know, people are still going to buy because the business needs to go on. Very good. Very good. What's the, um, we kind of just touched on this, but let's, uh, let's talk specifically about 2023. What's the forecast? What's the outlook overall for equipment sales 2023? Uh, what, uh, what's auction time thinking? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a big year. I think, you know, I, I think just people selling habits, you know, specifically for auctioneers, you know, I think a lot of these guys are, are, are seeing that, you know, they can, they can, you know, this auction retail gap is, is tightening, you know, and they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're getting used to that, you know, form of, form of selling equipment. And it, it, there's, there's just going to be a lot of equipment that's, that's going to naturally, you know, flow that way. You know, I think, on the dealer side, inventory levels are still are going to start. You know, we're starting to see it across the board. Inventory levels are climbing, so um, there'll be more. You know, there'll be more equipment from dealers um, as well. But in general, you know, I think it's it's going to be a there's going to be a lot of equipment and a lot of opportunity for you know for the auctioneers to to get equipment from the from the end users out there. Very good. Very good. Well, Mitch, that's uh, that's great insight. You are a wealth of information. We'd love to get your take on uh, spam introducing <laughs> figgy pudding this holiday awesome. season. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but spam is uh, has got a can of figgy pudding ready to eat right out of the can. What are your thoughts about that? Oh my god, that's a new one for me. 
That might be a that might be a, a Christmas gag gift for the auction time Christmas party. <laughs> I like that idea. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I you know, try to find some just to put in Sean's stocking as well. So. You know who seems like a figgy pudding kind of guy to me, uh, especially a spam, uh, a spam delivered figgy pudding is Nate Stack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be a good. That'd be a very good one to uh, be a taste tester there. Well, Trina thought figgy pudding. I, I don't know the origins of it. I'm not familiar with it. In fact, I, I don't think I've ever had it. Uh, she thought it was maybe English bread. You know, it's yeah. it's from an English society. Nate has got a little bit of an English look to him. So I, I think I think maybe figgy pudding could be uh, could be a nice gift for that guy. Yeah. We'll chip in. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm in on that. I hope he's listening to this when it tax on that for you. I hope he's listening to this when it airs. I hope so too. Nate, that's on you. Nate Stack. What about would you buy a pair of Birkenstocks that once belonged to Steve Jobs for two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars? If you had the two hundred and Fifteen thousand dollars just to kind yeah, of blow on had, a pair of used you know, shoes. Billions of dollars. Would you buy make that purchase? Yeah, that's insane. Okay, so you know what Birkenstocks are, right? Oh, absolutely. This is where I'm at. Like <laughs> wearing a pair right them, now. He wore them for ten years in the seventies and eighties. So forty and fifty years ago, he wore them for ten years. Now they're for sale. Well, now they just sold for two hundred fifteen or eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, just. Stupid money on a That's pair of moldy incredible. old Birkenstocks. When you yeah. get a, when you get above four or five thousand dollars, I lose track. It's yeah. <laughs> yep. He just rounded it to the next whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's a legend. He built a pretty pretty iconic brand out there that we all use. <laughs> they said these were worn in the seventies and eighties during pivotal moments of Apple's uh, history and and uh, and evolution. So. Yeah, and by the looks of them, there there may be some DNA in those shoes. And you know, I was telling Trina, somebody may get ready to harvest that and try to you know clone, make a clone of Steve. No, 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 no. That's terrible. I love it. Yeah, yeah. What else did we talk? Trying about? to get a leg up. Yeah. <laughs> gross. You're so gross. He was talking about sprinkling some of that DNA on apples earlier. This yeah. is what you miss out on when I you said, go. What if you wheat. scrape some of that DNA off their shoes, sprinkle it on an apple, and eat it? You know, and your brain starts working better. No, no. <laughs> you know, we also no. talked about a national parks out in New Mexico oh, and yeah. um, I believe in Arizona. They are now warning people to stop licking the toads out there. Toads. Um, there's a type of a toad that's got a toxin that it secretes, and besides being harmful or possibly deadly, um, it will uh, cause hallucin- hallucinations. So yeah. people are going into the parks, and um, it says do not feed or pet or otherwise molest the animals. Now they have to put a sign up that says, and don't nope. lick the toads. Don't lick the toads? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. What's the world coming to, my friend? Man, that's something else. <laughs> Hiking out there is my thing, too. We just got back from Utah. It's Zion National Park. Me and my wife hiking. I didn't see any toes up there, but... <laughs> but ha- if you would have, <laughs> you could have had a vision. You could have got oh up on the hilltop God. and had the vision. The vision. Oh, that's That's funny. for sure. Yeah. 
I think we we ended the last thing we talked about was uh, that Star Trek lady being shot into space, her ashes or whatever. You're too young for that. I'm not too young for that. I just don't care about Star Trek. Star Trek. There's a difference. That was like right in my time frame. I just never got into it. I grew up with Captain I, Kirk and Mr. Spock. Yeah. And, so, I also uh, like. Lieutenant O'Hara on, yeah. on the original Star Trek. Um, her name was uh, Nichelle Nichols. But she passed away uh, a while back, and they are taking part of her remains. They're going deep into outer space. They're going to release her out there. She can continue to explore where no man has gone before. Continue. Like she did that before. (laughs) Yeah. She didn't do that before, Sean. Trina is under the belief (laughs) this was all staged in a studio. I said, that was real back (laughs) then. Somehow we've lost that technology. but Oh, Lord. Are you a Star Trek fan? I am not. Good job. I mean, she's sitting there thinking, what the hell are you two talking about? I can't. I I was in my era when I was younger, but I I never gravitated towards it. Me neither. Just like, I can't get into Marvel stuff now. Like, it's the big thing, and I just don't care about it at all. (laughs) Like, not at all. Some of the Thor movies are kind of funny. I'll give them that. That's a show for a different day. Yes, it is. Mitch, you've been generous with your time, my friend. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. All we do. Yeah, this is good stuff. Flickers over here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. If you go back to the park, uh, leave the toads alone. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, brother. Good to talk to you. Thanks for thanks for joining us in the studio, and we want to talk to you again in the near future and get some updates after the first of the year about the equipment business. Sounds great, guys. Have a have a great Christmas and holiday season. You too, Mitch. Take care. All right. All right. We'll see you. Bye. So that was Mitch Hillman with Auction Time. And as always, uh, that guy's a wealth of information. You know, they get up every day. They live in that environment. They follow the markets. They look at trends. They look at statistics. And uh, they don't lick toads. They don't lick toads, but they. (laughs) You said toads. Toads. You said toads. I did not. Yes, you did. I didn't (laughs) intend to. Yeah, no, Nate, not Nate. Mitch is a great guy. Nate's a great guy, too, and I can't wait to send him some spam. Yeah, some figgy pudding. Yeah, it'll be great. (laughs) It will be. Well, Trina, I think we have, uh, I think we've hit our stride here. That's, uh, <laughs> we've hit our stride. I think that's, that's probably, <laughs> it's uh, time for us to go about home. enough for us to go, um, go find a toad out here mm. somewhere and see some visions. So yeah, I got to go to Sam's and look for figgy pudding. So exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. That's, uh, that's it for this episode, but we look forward to seeing you next time inside the cell ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.